Welcome to Insignium Bits, conversations about breakthrough, innovation, and transformation. Welcome to Insignium Bits. My name is Tracy Holloman. I am a transformational management consultant with Insignium. And today I am here with Sam Hawking, who is the president and co-founder of Virtus, which is a market intelligence platform that empowers organizations and advisors to create and implement data-driven workforce talent and location strategies. Sam, welcome to Insignium Bits. Hi, Tracy. Thanks so much for having me. I'm looking forward to talking to you today. Great. I just have some questions that I want to ask you. You know, first and foremost, you know, what was the catalyst for building the Virtus organization? Tracy, it's a, it's a good question. You know, one of the things we've been fascinated about is how companies think about their employees and their talent and how they can kind of map and visualize them throughout their locations and where they are around the country. And I think this whole thing around the pandemic has gotten us all thinking about, you know, where should employees live? Where can they live? How can they work? And there's, there's just a whole new level of modality that um, companies and people are thinking about with regards to work. And so it just really gave us this idea that why don't we create more of a data-driven technology platform that will allow companies to understand better and more um, more in-depth about their employees. Good. So what are some of the most common concerns that Virtus uh, responds to when it comes to an organization? Well, I think one of the biggest things during the pandemic is where are people working? You know, so since since their employees uh, weren't coming to the office and nor could they come to the office, there was this whole idea around remote hiring as well. And so a lot of our customers have more than 60 percent of their hires of the last two years have been remote. And so they needed to understand, OK, if we're going to hire remote, um, where are they located? Are they located near an office if they had to go to the office? Is there a way to cluster them so they could see other potential employees? So that's one of the things they really wanted to understand is map and visualize where everybody was. And then also, if they needed them to come to the office or needed them to come to some kind of um, real estate to, to chat with others, uh, how far would that commute be? So we built a whole commute application that allowed companies to understand how far would their employees need to go to get to work? And if they're not in a location that's close enough, you know, two things could happen. One, they could have to go and get some other part-time real estate like we work. Or the second thing is, you know, they might be in danger of losing their employees if they're too far away. So there's a lot of issues around retention, finding employees, retention, and then seeing how far people are from the office. So, you know, when we think about that kind of information that people are looking at, what are some of the data points that Virtus actually considers and why do you think they're so effective? Yeah, so I think I think one, and we touched on a moment, but just to kind of go a little deeper on that, um, what was interesting for me, having worked for a long time, I wasn't that concerned per se, about how far people traveled to work. It was just known that you you had to get to the office irrespective of how far you might live. So I think one of the important parts is how far are people really traveling? And so I think that's a really important part is people wanna know the travel and the distance that it takes to get to the office. 
The second thing is, I think what people have been interested in is around the importance of finding people where there's enough supply of that occupation. So let's say, for instance, you're looking for data scientists and you say, wow, we found one person in Cleveland. Well, you might say, okay, that's great to find that one person, but you know, ultimately we might need 20 or 30 or 40 of data scientists. Is that the right place to look? And so I think some of the data points have shown you know, the, the mismatch of supply and demand. There might be a high demand in that area, but it might not have the supply of talent per that occupation. So one of the key data points is how much supply of the occupation you're looking for is in a market and is the demand overwhelming or is it about the right equilibrium to find the kind of talent you want uh, for that particular job? So those are those are a couple of really important data um, variables that our clients are looking at. And, you know, as you talk through like these data points and what you go after in terms of finding that information and uh, disseminating that information, what are some of the questions that an organization should be asking Virtus to be able to understand what they actually need from you to make their key decisions in their in their organization? Yeah, so this is a good, this is actually a very good question. I think it's a, I think it's also an evolving question. I think because of the pandemic, you know, there's no playbook, no, you know, specific playbook, no right playbook. It's kind of evolving because the employees are involving, the, the employers are involving, evolving around their strategy. But I think, I think one of the things that's really evolved, and we just touched on a moment ago, is this idea around, well, during the pandemic, we can hire anybody from anywhere. And and that, in theory, is a really good idea. And during the height of the pandemic, it was a really good idea. So a lot of the tech firms were overweighted on their hires vis-a-vis remote working versus at a location. But the other day, we were at LinkedIn, and we were talking to their executives, and they said, while that was probably good during the pandemic, what we've learned and what you can help us with is we really have five or six main locations where we are in the United States. And that's probably where we want to focus our talent acquisition um, around those locations, uh, opposed to doing a whole remote hiring. Um, while they'll still do some of that, I think they're going to focus much more on the five to six locations of where they are. And so I think those are questions that I think companies need to ask themselves. Are they going to hire remotely uh, completely or are they going to focus back on, you know, their general locations where they can cluster employees? Employees could, if they need to, come back to work or or have some kind of hybrid structure to their um, office attendance. And, you know, you talk about companies wanting to find out this information. Who are the people within those organizations that generally reach out to Virtus to, you know, to inquire about what, you know, what data they can they can get? And Tracy, you might see this in your transformational work, but I, I think, you know, when we when we first started two and a half years ago, it might have been just they had a real estate who was looking at locations, or it might have been somebody in the talent group. But what we're seeing is companies are hiring. 
um, somebody in charge of maybe all workplace strategies, which might include talent and the locations. And so that becomes a senior level person that might be reporting into the COO or the CFO or the or even in some cases, a CEO. I think this idea around people and location has really become, you know, maybe a fifth or sixth item on a CEO's list to probably in the top two or three, uh, because I think this becomes such an important part of an organization of where we're going to get people, where we're, where are our people, do they go to the office, do they not, how does it affect our culture? So I think it's gone from a one or two person, you know, that might use it to this is a C-suite level uh, application. Even if they're not using it, they need some of the output to help them understand the employee experience and then the potential strategy around workforce and location strategies. Very good. And um, thank you for really sh- for sharing that information and um, letting us know who usually reaches out to Virtus. Um, you know, sometimes we think of HR as being the only, you know, part of an organization that will reach out to get this kind of information. But what I'm hearing you say is that it's generally anybody in that C-suite area of a business, you know, that will reach out and, you know, uh, solicit uh, information from you or at least inquire about what Virtus can actually provide for the organization. That's right. Very good. And, you know, in terms of ROI, what can an organization actually expect um, as the benefit of having real-time data? Because this is about real-time data that Virtus is actually able to provide. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what the ROI might look like. So we, we've got a couple examples. Um, you know, one of them, if, if you're a consultant and you're trying to advise your clients on talent strategies or location strategies, there'll be a return on investment. And I'll give you an example. One of our clients is WeWork. And they probably get, and they're trying to advise people, obviously, on location strategies, but they're trying to base it on how far people live uh, from a particular location. So an example would be a company maybe in the Bay Area has an office in San Jose, but maybe 30% of their clients, uh, 30% of their employees say maybe live in Oakland. That's a long commute. And so what we work would say with the Virtus capability is, well, what if we had a, what if the people in Oakland went to one of our WeWork uh, spots and they reduced their hour commute down to 20 minutes or 15 minutes? Maybe the people in Oakland, instead of going to the San Jose office, would come to a WeWork office um, and be more inclined to come to the office. And so WeWork has been able to use that strategy with the Virtus application, and they probably got a 15 times ROI um, on the on the application vis-a-vis the, the price of the application. The second thing is what we're working on is a lot of times the talent teams uh, put job recs and out into the market, but they don't really understand how long it takes for a job rec uh, to be filled. And so um, and so we're we're working with them on that because we think we could take um, we could help them understand that a job rec should take X amount of days. And if it takes more than those days, it's probably not going to be filled. And so, in other words, wasting a lot of time thinking, oh, these jobs are going to be filled. You'll either know it's going to be filled or to drop it and move on. 
And so I think it allows people not have to work in spreadsheets and allows people a little more certainty. I like what you said, being able to move away from spreadsheets, Yeah, uh, you know, and the cycle time for recruiting, um, right. you know, is impacted significantly in a really great way, you know, because it does take time for positions to get filled. Requisitions do stay open for long periods of time. And if there's a forecast or a way to get ahead of that, that makes all the difference. And it actually does save an organization money um, yeah. and time and resources trying to find the right fit for a candidate, but being able to look in the right pool in the right location to find those candidates. So thank you for sharing that piece of that. You know, um, Sam at Insignium, we have discovered that the magic is in the marriage of data, human, mm-hmm. and technology. How do these three elements equate to employee experience? Yes, I I really do think this is a good question. I think that, um, you know, there's no perfect technology that's going to solve everything. And nor should people be afraid, in my opinion, that, you know, some kind of technology is going to solve it all. Because I think what what technology should do and what um, what we think Vernus does, it's a augmented with a human element and the human judgment, what we think it can do is allow humans to hopefully make better informed decisions and sometimes better decisions and maybe in some, in many cases, quicker decisions. So I think if they'll use a data-driven approach and technology to really support, you know, the, the business problem they're trying to solve, we think they can have a better outcome. And I think our clients would say that as we have, we, they would tell us we have better outcomes with your platform, but it's not only your out, it's not only your platform, it's our human judgment and our ability to take this data and to make better strategic decisions. And I'm, I'm a big believer in that is that um, you want really smart humans dealing with data-driven approaches and outcomes because if you do and you marry the both, then you'll make better decisions. Very good. Well, Sam, this has been very interesting conversation about artificial intelligence, being able to drive decisions, uh, make better informed decisions and strategies uh, to attract, hire and retain uh, employees. And I appreciate the fact that um, it's not just finding the data, but it's also taking that data and really pulling it apart to make sure that, you know, organizations are looking in the right spaces for that top talent. And they're looking not only at just the people and the what they bring, but they also look at the distance, the time that it gets to um, that. I'm sorry, the time that impacts um, how people get to work uh, and whether or not that's a driver to um, retaining that person. So this is very helpful. It is very insightful. And um, I think a lot of different organizations should be using this data, this data analytics, because it is phenomenal. It it really does make a greater impact um, and it does save time, money and uh, reduces a lot of headaches, especially when it comes to recruiting for top talent. Thank you so much for being here with us today. We'll see you soon. Tracy, thanks so much. I really enjoyed it. Great questions. And I look forward to to working with you down the road. So thank you so much. Excellent. You take care. All right. 
over 30 years ago, Insignium pioneered the field of organizational transformation. Please continue to our library in the episodes page of your podcast tool of choice.